0: Welcome to Women in the Arena podcast, the podcast celebrating women doing extraordinary things in plain sight. I'm your host, Audra Egan, and our mission is to elevate the value, strength, and resilience each woman brings to the world. Without further delay, let's go ahead and start the show. Welcome in everyone. This is Audra Agin, your host of Women in the Arena podcast. Before we get started today, I wanted to share something with you that I think is really exciting and pretty wonderful. You all have been creating a community. I have audience members that are reaching out to guests. I have audience members that are reaching out to me. And you're all saying that this is a movement that you can get behind And I want to say, first of all, thank you, because this was my vision for this podcast, because I wanted it to be something more and something greater than just a show. I wanted you all to see your true value and what you bring to the world. I wanted you to have the ability to recognize that value in others. And then once you realized that we are way more similar than we are different, then we can change the world and I want to change it for the better. I want to change it for ourselves, and I want to change it for our daughters. And for my male audience, I want to say thank you. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for your positivity, and thank you for lifting us all up because we truly appreciate it. We once again have an amazing guest, and I can't wait for you to meet her. Let's start the show. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited for you to meet my guest today. She is an amazing woman. She is a 20-year veteran in the financial and banking services industry. Her latest role has been one of an executive director. She also is a professional personal coach and author of the number one new book release, Discovering Your Divine Abilities, Also known as DNA, and she is the CEO and founder of iEsteem. So please help me extend a warm welcome to Janetta Thomas. Janetta, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you spending some time with us today.
1: Hi, Arjuna. Thank you for having me.
0: It is is truly my honor to speak with you. Uh, You and I have had several discussions that you and, and my vision align perfectly, because we both believe in uplifting women, giving them their power, infusing positivity into their lives, encouragement, inspiration, and you have created an entire business around that idea. So would you tell us a little bit about I
1: Esteem? Yes, I would love to. Thank you for asking. Um, I esteem is a company that is based on Psalm 139, 14. And that says, for we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I chose that as the foundation for I because it's my desire that women really embrace themselves and just know how special they are, that We are all one of a kind. There's no one else like us. And let that be the foundation to start the level of God confidence that I feel is needed to navigate throughout our everyday lives. So
0: this is a very strong platform, but I'm sure it didn't come to you overnight. So what started this idea of this platform, where did it come from?
1: Oh, this is interesting. So I am um, a part of an awesome ministry, excuse me. And in that ministry, I um, serve on the women's ministry um, board. And during the time of serving, I just got this idea, and I believe it's a God idea, to start a brand of T-shirts that would inspire women to discover their unique talents and embrace their unique selves. And it's, it started from there. And it actually started as a passion and not a business. But of course, once I started sharing my passion with other people, especially my husband, they started pushing me to make the passion a reality and then it grew into a business. So how
0: did that happen? I know that you got lots of encouragement. Was there was there something that sparked that and decided, I need to make this and shift this to a business where I actually offer this as a service to other women?
1: Yes. And so it, it happened in a couple of stages. Um, the first stage of it was, um, I guess it was always going to be a business, but more of a side business. And I started by um, looking at some of the YouTube videos that my husband sent me because even though I had this idea, I never knew what it would take to start a t-shirt company. So my husband uh, would send me different YouTube videos. I started looking at YouTube videos and got excited. And once I got excited, I spent an entire weekend putting the... Um, The videos to work, I created a store, a Shopify platform, and started working with a designer on my shirts all within an entire weekend. I finally got my um, website launched, the first iteration of it, and about two months afterwards, I found out that my assignment as an executive director was ending. So Once I found out that that assignment was ending, then that's when my passion increased. My why was different. I started looking into how can I make this even more of a business? Um, And I actually saw someone, I was introduced to um, a young entrepreneur. She's actually a millionaire online who has shirts that made her a millionaire along with some other products. And when I saw that was possible, it really piqued my interest.
0: So, so uh, let me get this straight because I want to make sure I heard you right.
1: Mm-hmm. You had
0: this inspiration, didn't have any idea how to start a t-shirt uh, company. So you learned from YouTube in a <laughs> weekend. Yes. Okay. So if that doesn't say that anything is possible, then nothing does because you created an entire business watching YouTube videos in 48 hours. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, that is correct. Okay. So and I w- that's I- rockstar. I thank you. I do want to say that I had the name of it, right? I had the name, I had the concept, I had the, um, different, I had a few sayings that I wanted on the shirt. So for example, the first shirt was I am enough. So I knew that much, but what I didn't know was how to implement those things. And that's what I did in that weekend.
0: So you learned, you already had the inspiration. What you were learning was the mechanics of how to implement a business, but still you learned yes. all of the skills and details that you needed in a weekend. So if the desire is there and the will is there, the possibility is there. That's what I'm hearing loud and clear.
1: Yes. Yes. And I did not sleep um, very much that weekend. So I (laughs) want to say I worked until three or four in the morning. I took a couple of hours sleep. I woke back up and I started again.
0: So you were, you were definitely on fire with your passion about this and wouldn't it be just coincidental that two months after you launched your business, that the opportunity came around that you could do it full time and, you know, things happen for a reason and you had gotten the inspiration to start this. And then it was ready when your corporate job came around and said, you know, your position has been eliminated or however it happened. Uh, but you already had a business ready to go.
1: I did, I did. And you know, it's interesting because um, by the way, I am working in corporate today. I work um, in human resources um, for, and still in the financial services industry. Um, And so I am doing both at this time, but once, once that corporate job that I had previously, once that ended, I did not, even though I could have made the t-shirt business my primary business, I still fought between, you know, making sure I went into, I had a position that I knew was secure. Entrepreneurship scared me to rely on it 100%. So I'm, I'm getting there, but I'm not there yet.
0: You know, but I think it does. And I think you're well on your way because as I had mentioned in your introduction, you're also a personal coach and it sounds like you were your very first client.
1: That is correct. That is correct.
0: So tell me a little bit about that aspect of your business.
1: Sure. So the coaching aspect is... Where I will work with individuals one-on-one or either in a group setting to discover their unique skills and strengths. I call it divine natural abilities. And what I mean by that is the combination of your God-given strengths multiplied by your the talent that you gained um, in your education or your work experience. And Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: Okay, so tell me a little bit more about that. That is really fascinating to me that you are helping these women match their their natural abilities with their expertise and education to lift them up to their absolute pivotal point where they can either change their lives, make their lives go in a further trajectory. Tell me more about that.
1: Sure. So, for example, one person that I've worked with, she is in a job that she's in a, an office setting. And we had the conversation I don't know what I want to do once I retire. I know I'm going to retire soon, but I don't know what else I can do. And I began to talk to her about her passions, one of which is traveling. And not only does she have a, a passion for traveling, but she's also very good at um, the saving and budgeting and planning piece of travel. Being able to um, afford to take those trips that a lot of people may seem, you know, may feel like they can't afford it. And, you know, once we talked, she, I, you know, I've talked to her about having a whole business around Put in the education and the um, the steps in people's hands to show them how to do what she does with her travel. Wow! And so that's just one example.
0: Has she has she started to put into place a or lay the foundation for a possible business after she retires?
1: Not yet. She's she's thinking about it. She's taking baby steps, but what that. Did uh, We had a few conversations and within those conversations, it gave her vision, it ah. gave her a possibility. So she went from not seeing, okay, what can I do? I don't know what's out there for me afterwards to that's the possibility.
0: Wow. So you made her or gave her the ability to open up to the possible. That's pretty, that is pretty amazing because many people are shut off because they're so busy doing the day-to-day life and all of our responsibilities and everything that we have to get done that we forget to open our eyes and see what more we can do. That is maybe, just maybe, things that are closer to our passions and are more fulfilling for us as far as our souls are concerned. And I think that that's an incredible gift that you were able to give her to make her see vision. And that's a great, great word, vision.
1: Yes, and possibility. And and then there was another person that I worked with. She is, right now, she is almost done with her PhD program. And at the time when we spoke a few years back, she was in a very entry level role in the field that she was in and she couldn't see she couldn't understand one why she wasn't making more than what she was making because she was a, she's a graduate degree holder and she's in the process of getting her PhD. And we talked a few times. I looked at her resume. I understood you know um what it was about her job and got a little bit more knowledgeable about who she is as as a person and her natural strengths and we rewrote, we rewrote her resume, weaving in those natural strengths into her resume and What happened was, you know, because I asked her, I said, well, did you get a promotion? She said, I didn't get a promotion, but what it did, working um, together, gave me the confidence to know that I was not valued where I was. And so I found a job somewhere else and I had the confidence to walk in, get the job and make the better salary that I was looking for.
0: Oh my gosh. Janetta, if you could see me, you could see me <laughs> grinning, ear to ear, jumping up and down. You made you you helped her see value in herself. Wow. Right. Wow. 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 I mean, that is that that's it right there. That she you gave her the ability to see the possibility and the vision of herself, and then realized it's not good enough for me here. I'm gonna go somewhere else where they see how valuable I am. Oh, Janetta. My goodness! Wow i I am speechless. I am stunned, and I am jumping for joy because we need more Janettas to do that for each other.
1: We do, we do. And you know, one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about this, Audra, is because I did not feel like I always had those people in my life. Um, I, I did have a few people a few colleagues who took me under their wing and and helped me. But eventually, you know, you separate and you don't always work with the the same people. So when you go into new roles and you don't know anyone, what I learned is the higher you you get, um, the higher you climb up the corporate ladder, the more competitive it is. And it's not... As friendly as you think it would be. And everyone, <laughs> no. you know, this is just my intem- interpretation, but I felt like everyone was out for themselves. And I didn't have anyone there when I encountered things that were very new to me and I didn't understand because it was my first time in a senior level role. And so it's important for me to be that person, you know, as much as I can for other women to help them navigate it because. It's very different and it's not for the weak-minded.
0: So tell me how you do that. Are you naturally, do you naturally gravitate to one person or another? Uh, How do you help those people that are coming up the ranks like yourself and take them under your wing and help them along? Because you're right. Uh, When you get into an executive role, it's scary. And there's not a Mm -hmm. whole lot of friendly people there that are saying, you know what, if you do this, it might make your life a whole lot easier.
1: Right. Right. So for me, it happens organically, Um, not necessarily always within the organization. So outside of the company, I would have friends share with me certain things that they've gone through or they would have another friend who was going through something and they would recommend that they talk to me. And then I would also open up. I don't know. I just, I would feel like someone needed to hear what I had to share and I would open up and start to share about my experience. And then that person would then open up and say, you know, that's been happening to me. And then that's how the conversation starts. I do have, um, you know, the the link for people to sign up for coaching on my website. It doesn't go into that much detail. So most of it is, um, most of it is by referral. It's on a referral basis. But that's how I go about talking with women about it.
0: Well, we will make sure that the link to your website is on our Facebook page as well as our Instagram page. So if people want to get in contact with you, that they can. Um, but what I, what's I what been striking to me is that you've had a lot of success with this and people are coming to you because you said something that I went, ah, this is why she's successful. It's because you're making yourself vulnerable and authentic And people are drawn to that and it makes them feel safe to be also vulnerable and authentic. And I think that's where growth growth comes from. What are your thoughts about that?
1: I would agree. I actually have a shirt that says authenticity is my superpower. (laughs) Um.
0: (laughs) And there you go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would agree with that. And the reason why is because I don't know any other way to be. And so when I am around someone who is who isn't authentic, I can tell, right? And it makes me a little uneasy because it's like, okay, I can tell that this person is not as open. Um, so it, then I tend to go into a shell because if I can't be authentic, which is who I am at the core, then I'm awkward because I feel like I have to be someone else.
0: Now that that makes sense. And it actually leads me to a question that I've been wanting to ask. You have given us examples of your successes. Can you give Mm -hmm. us some examples of some times where you had learning opportunities? Because I don't like to refer to them as failures because I don't believe in failures. The only failure that I believe in is doing nothing. So if you're oh, putting yes. if you're putting power and action behind something and you don't quite nick excuse me make the mark that is okay because then you can assess, reevaluate, adjust and try it again. That's a learning experience, not a failure in my mind.
1: So <laughs> what yes. what
0: what are some of the learning opportunities that you've had through these processes?
1: Oh my gosh, so many. Um one that I can think of is um Going into a new situation, so into a new role or new position at work and, and doing the same things that I did in a previous role and expecting to get the same success results. It doesn't work that way. And so I had to learn, you know, when I felt myself struggling that this is not the other Role. And so now you need to take a minute and look at the culture, understand what your goals are, understand what's going on around you. And then, most importantly, be very aware. I had to be very aware of my opportunities and my triggers because anytime you get into a situation where, you know, that's intimidating. The things that trigger you and set you up for um, where you feel less confident can also ruin you. And that almost happened to me. And so um, that's one of the lessons that I had to learn. And I still have to remind myself because what I found myself doing in some situations was playing the victim. Like, this is not fair. Why is this happening? And um, I actually talk about this whole thing in my book, um, but I had a conversation with a mentor, and I was just so eager to tell her how badly I was being treated, and she just she didn't even blink her eye. She said, "You're you're focusing on the wrong thing." So a big lesson is to to be sure that you're focusing on your goals, your purpose, the direction that you're going, and not so much. On everything else that you think is happening to you because you want to play the victim. You know, it's almost like when you feel like it's almost like being a sore loser. It's like you're used to winning, but now you don't feel like you're winning. So you're like, hey, it's her fault. So that was one of the, I know it was a long way around, but that was one of the lessons. No, that actually
0: struck a chord with me because let's face it, it's, it's not easy being female in in this world. It's definitely right. not. It's definitely not easy being female in corporate America. And what you said resonated with me because there have been times because I have to work twice, three times as hard sometimes to get recognition over my mm-hmm. male counterparts. And there have been times, and I have felt myself being oh. You know, I'm the victim again because I'm the female. But you're right. You're absolutely right. Is that mm-hmm. I was focusing on the wrong things. I should have been focusing on my goal and how to get there, not the things that can deter me from it. That is, you're mm-hmm. 100%. That, like I said, that definitely struck a chord with me. And I wonder how many people uh, are hearing this going, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah Jeanette is mm-hmm. right on.
1: It's true because no one cares about your feelings and what's fair and not fair. And I mean, you know, to a certain extent, you work for a corporation and they say, if this is, if you're being treated unfairly, you know, if this happens to you, make sure you speak up. But at the core, when you think about it, the executives, they want to know one thing. the sen- Your seniors and the leaders in your organizations, they want to know what are your goals? Are you hitting it? The- Are you hitting your goals? What do the numbers say? Where are we? Yeah. You know, what are your accomplishments? That's what they want to know. Um, And pretty much anything other than that is, okay, why are we talking about this? Unless it's something that's really, really, really serious, but your feelings getting hurt is not as important. And I, I mean, it's a cyclical thing. Because even today, I have to remind myself of that. It's not always perfect.
0: So how would you recommend or how would you guide women that are striving to be their best in whatever role that happens to be? If that happens to be in corporate America, maybe they're in education, whatever. They're striving to be their best. They want to bring their full, authentic, vulnerable selves, but they don't want to play the victim. How do you guide women to do that? Ooh, um, I know that was a big question, you, it, I, I but, a, say, but an important one, because that's that was the thing that just came immediately to my mind as you were speaking. Okay.
1: So the first thing I would say is understand, you know, I'll go back to, Know what are your goals? Every position has a goal, right? Every every department, um, there are goals that are set. What are your goals? How are they measured? And then what is the biggest problem that the business is facing that you're a part of? That's the first side of it, looking outside. Then I would say, look inward. What are your strengths? What is the thing that people always tell you that you're great at? And you're like, what? That's nothing. I can do that in my sleep. Know what that is and lock it in so you can capitalize on it when it comes to the biggest problem that the company is facing. Then know what your opportunities are. And don't be afraid to take advantage of people who have your opportunities as their strengths. The other thing is know your triggers because when you're in an environment where, you know, you're trying to get to the top, you're trying to be recognized and you're not, you're already sensitive emotionally. And if you don't recognize your triggers and be aware um, of your emotions and the emotions of others and how your behavior and, and the behaviors of others interact, then you can sabotage yourself. So those, that's what I would say.
0: That was pretty darn good advice. As a matter of fact, uh, I was writing things down because you were giving us exact step-by-steps on on how to reach your goal by being yourself, mm-hmm. but also
1: mm-hmm.
0: being reasonable with what are things that you can not control and the things that you can control within them. Um,
1: right. And be careful with who you share with.
0: Oh yes. Yes, that is that is a lesson I think that we've all learned the hard way. And usually <laughs> not really fun. I'm sure there's lots and lots of stories about that. Right. Um, back to i esteem because I know that this is very passionate for you. Ultimately, what is your Absolute final vision for I esteem. What would you? What do you would aspire it to be?
1: I aspire I esteem to be a movement, a movement where women of all colors and social backgrounds walk and exude in confidence, but they inspire other women to do the same. They're like, "Come on, you can do this." I aspire, I esteem to be more than just a t-shirt brand. So people purchase the shirts because they want the experience. They want to be part of the movement. Um, I would also like I esteem to be a partnership somehow um, with another nonprofit or another, you know, just someone that's helping women to maybe donate some of our proceeds or something like that. Um, that's where I see I Esteem going in the future. So
0: there may be some uh, some people listening saying, maybe I have a nonprofit that I'd like to, to partner with. How would mm-hmm. they get in contact with you? Is your website
1: the best way to do that? Yes, there is. Um, so let me give you my website. It is iesteem.com com, um, on iesteem.com. There is a contact us, um, selection on that website and you can just go ahead and put in the note. Um, or if you want to schedule a 15 minute consultation with me, you can book an appointment and do that as well.
0: Janetta, you have shared so many pearls of wisdom today. And even in our short conversation, before I get to the fun three questions that I ask everybody, what would be your final thoughts or your final message to the audience?
1: Let's see. My final message is this. We all face times where as women and maybe, you know, men as well, where we look at others and we may feel like we want to compete or competitive, but just remember that you were born with the status of a winner. Winning is your starting place because there is no one else in the world like you. So that would be it.
0: That's pretty big, Janetta. That is pretty darn big. I'm writing things down and some of these things are, Definitely going to be sticky notes on my computer so I can read every day. <laughs> so th- comes to that point of, the, of our conversation that I ask everybody the same three questions, and the responses that I have gotten are fascinating and varied, and I'm always intrigued as to what everybody's answers are going to be. So are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Okay.
0: First one is, what are you currently reading? <laughs>
1: Okay, I am reading, I'm actually reading two books right now. The first book is Hustle Hard, Hustle Smarter by Curtis Jackson, also known as 50 Cent. (laughs)
0: Yes. Okay, and the second one?
1: Switch on Your Brain by Dr. Caroline Lee. So I'm a big nonfiction, I love nonfiction books. Switch on Your Brain so that
0: one I'm assuming yes. is your ability to use all of your brain rather than just one part of it.
1: Um actually she it's she's a neuroso- what is it? Neuroscientist. I forget what it's called, but she talks about how your thoughts produce branches in your brain. And you take your thoughts to make sure you produce branches. Um, to make good thoughts, to make sure you produce healthy branches in your brain and how years of negative thinking produces like um, dry, brittle branches. And what is the process to start rewiring your thoughts and your brain to reproduce healthy branches again? That
0: sounds like that goes exactly in line with your movement. (laughs) So uh, uh, another one for my list that I'm definitely going to start uh, reading or listening to, whichever I can get to first. (laughs) So next question is, what are you currently learning?
1: What am I currently learning? (laughs) This is a good one. Um, I'm currently learning to surrender more to God and understand that I am not the one in control. He is.
0: And how, what have you done with that? What is that learning how to do that? What has that done for you? Has that changed your outlook on things? Has it changed the way you look at your business?
1: Well, I'm still I'm I'm in the process of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I would say is it's helping me um, with fear. You know, this whole coronavirus um, has has me to the point where it's like, okay, I do not want to go to the store. I don't want to go to a restaurant. But knowing that what's in my control is that I am safe. I practice safety. I do, you know, the guidelines that we are provided and I say my prayers and that's all I can do. And then I just go do what I need to do. And I come home. So that's just like a basic example of it because after that, there's nothing else that I can control.
0: There, there really isn't. Unfortunately, uh, And I feel like I'm doing the same thing is learning to work within the guidelines of what I can control Mm -hmm. and try and surrender the stuff that I can't. um, Because that's ultimately the only way you can bring yourself a little bit of mental peace.
1: Mm -hmm. So So my last,
0: go ahead. I'm so sorry.
1: And the way that looks in my business is that, you know, being surrounded with a lot of Other entrepreneurs, it's easy to look at what the next person is doing and get in, you know, and say, Oh, that's the new thing. I want to do that too. But my question is, you know, how that looks like in surrender is that's not what God told me to do. And so I need to surrender to the true purpose and intent of the business model. And not try to do everything that everyone else is doing. No matter how much money it looks like I'm going to make from it. And that's the hardest piece of it.
0: You had mentioned earlier to be true to yourself. And Mm -hmm. you're living that in your own business. So uh, excellent, excellent example. Uh, Last question is what's next for you?
1: What's next for me is to continue building high esteem um, and making it the empire that I believe God wants it to be.
0: That movement, back to that movement of positivity and lifting up women everywhere.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Well, I think that that is a fantastic excuse me a fantastic uh way to end this this conversation janetta i have appreciated all of your words today i have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and i appreciate you giving me your time today so we can have this discussion thank you again so much for doing this
1: thank you for having me audrey this was really fun it has definitely been
0: my pleasure. Thank you all for listening. I so appreciate your time, and we'll catch you again next time. That's our show. Before I let you go, I have some business that I need to get to. First, I want to thank my guests. I am continually awed at your generosity of spirit and your, the vulnerability that you continue to bring to our conversations. To you, my audience, you are incredible. Thank you for growing with me, and I hope that I continue to exceed your expectations. And to my team that helps me pull this off every single week. To our composer, Star Diva, who is amazingly talented. To Alan Bruckner, our graphic designer, thank you for taking my crazy ideas and giving it life. To Savannah Boster, our social media manager, You do this so much better than I ever could. And last, but certainly not least, our producer, my number one son, Gavin Agin. Thank you for supporting your mom with her dream. I couldn't do this without you, kid. Please follow us on our socials at Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at arena underscore women. See you next week. That's our show. I am so grateful for each and every one of you and your unwavering support and your continued belief in this movement that has become much bigger than me, much bigger than just a podcast. It has become this forward momentum that we are all doing together. If you are ready or you know somebody that is, that is ready to tell your story and share your value with the world. Please connect with me. You can reach me at audra at women in I am so honored and thankful that you will share your story with me and I'll make sure that it is well taken care of. I will never stop thanking each and every one of you. And I cannot wait to talk to you again next week as we share another woman's story and we celebrate her doing extraordinary things in plain sight. We'll see you next time.